Welcome to The Interdisciplinarian, where product managers share their stories and insights from the field. I'm your host, Alex Cowan. I'm here with Zach Mayo from Relish MBA. Zach started this company with his partner, Sarah Rimba, while they were MBAs at Darden. And what you're going to hear about today is how they began to explore this new idea and, and make educated decisions about whether and how to scale this idea up into the business that it is today. Let's talk about the very first observations that, that led you to start working on this project. What were those? Relish MBA was our first project and we started it while we were MBA students. And my co-founder Sarah Rumbaugh and I both had a background in technology coming in and an interest in entrepreneurship. And, and what we realized about the MBA recruiting process was that there was sort of this over-dependence on this in-person, on-campus aspect um, that was very important, obviously, for assessment of, of talent acquisition and things like that. But really, um, students and recruiters were going into it sort of blind. It was a little bit like blind dating, to use the, the dating site analogy again. Um, and as, as, as young people who grew up sort of used to uh, digital research and engagement and using online tools to kind of make our lives easier, we were surprised by the uh, low quality or unhelpfulness of a, a lot of the existing platforms out there. Um, so we saw what seemed like an opportunity to optimize some of the recruiting process through the use of digital tools. Um, and and tell, me, tell me more about the, some of the specific experiences that, that you thought were most salient. I mean, you, you show up at, at Darden as an MBA, you're going to yeah. do a, maybe a career pivot. What is it that you encounter that, that is particularly challenging about finding the right job? Yeah, that's a great question. So I'll tell you a little bit about my personal experience. I came into Darden with kind of a non-traditional MBA background. I was a philosophy major uh, at UVA undergrad and spent a few years in between uh, doing international development work uh, in East Africa. I was a Peace Corps volunteer in Uganda and sort of worked with technology uh, throughout those, those years after college and even while working in college. I was a digital marketing consultant uh, as well. And so I came in without sort of the traditional MBA professional experience and didn't really have a good way of knowing what companies actually hired MBAs. You know, I barely knew what consulting was when I came in. And so when consulting companies started to show up on campus, I didn't really know anything about them. I didn't really know where to go unless I Googled the specific name. It was difficult to find any information about those companies or the industries or their competitors or anything like that. And so there's kind of a dearth of information uh, in a place where it seemed like there should be a lot of information available. And so your, your first thing you were trying to do is figure out where, where you wanted to go work and then yeah. to be informed about them. Okay. And so what was the first thing? How did you guys, you, you got this idea and you got excited about it. How did you start? What was the first thing you did to kind of test your idea out? We were lucky to be starting a, a, a platform for users that we were surrounded with every day in the form of MBA students. And so we talked to, spent a lot of time talking to other MBAs who were recruiting and going through the process and seeing what was important to them. And, and we settled on this sort of uh, concept of uh, a news aggregation, kind of a, an industry education uh, product um, based on feedback that we got from students about their pain points and, and what we thought might be valuable. And and so we initially started out um, doing a concierge product with some of our classmates, um, which so was what would be an, what would be an example? It's, I, I'm Zach. I just came from Africa, and I want to know about 
investment banking? Or, or yeah, what, so what I want to know about doing? investment banking. I have interest in you know a set of industries. Let's say healthcare, manufacturing, investment banking, consulting. I don't know a lot about those industries. I, I'm not really tapped into the blogosphere or what have you. Um, in, in terms of what's going on in the consulting world, in terms of mergers and acquisitions, uh, activity in the, in the space. And so what my co-founder and I did was uh, recruit a few folks like that who were interested in specific industries and needed help with some of the, the knowledge and education aspect. And we would curate articles for them each week and send them, uh, a, send them a list of articles um, that were relevant or pertinent to the industries that they were interested in to sort of see um, if that could help with their familiarity or their understanding of what was going on in those industries. And what, what kind of signals would you be specifically looking for after you send them these things to see if they you know, did really register with them where, they, where they, was it mattering? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. It's a little bit more difficult with the concierge product. I come out of a world of, of data analytics and web analytics where you can get some really deep information about engagement. But that was really what we were looking for was uh, a, a sign that they found the content valuable um, mm-hmm. and that it, it improved their experience at company uh, briefings and whatnot, which was primarily things that we got through, um, I think, user feedback. Um, Just you talk to them and you see if it sounds like they read the things or not. Yeah, and, and that's, you know, that's, uh, that's obviously a, a, an option and a way to do it. I think one of the things we learned was uh, we were doing this concierge project with folks who were friends of ours um, and maybe were not the most sort of objective audience. And so um, <laughs> yeah. choosing, the, choosing the right audience in order to get honest feedback to validate some of your hypotheses, I think, was something that we learned um, early on. It's um, the don't, don't call your mom rule. It's, yeah, the don't call your mom rule, although my mom won't appreciate that. So. Yeah, um, neither will mine. So then what, what happened? You, I mean, you ran this, you got some anecdotal feedback. Yeah, we got some feedback folks. that was positive. And when I say, you know, be careful about choosing your audience, um, the anecdotal feedback was positive, and, and we moved forward with a very sort of uh, cheap, lightweight, off-the-shelf CMS software solution um, that was... Um, that was easy to, to set up. And, and another piece of advice I would have for anybody who's in this position is choose your CMS wisely. Um, but there are a lot of options out there for sort of easily choosing, um, for sort of easily choosing a, or a building a, a light software platform that sort of replicated the functionality of the concierge. So news aggregation based on industry that was, that was personalized for each student user and, and they would create accounts and and be able to access this news feed. And then what did, what, how were your, you know, now that you scaled that up and you had more sort of inherent observation instrumented into it because of its, its digital right. nature, what, then, then what happened? What, what um, signals did you get back from that? Yeah, what we realized was that the value, the, what people were most excited about was uh, having a profile that was um, sort of included in this MBA-specific platform. So the, the functionality of the news aggregation really didn't see much engagement. Um, hmm. Folks thought it was interesting, but um, it wasn't necessarily solving a problem that they were, um, that they were necessarily struggling with in the recruiting space. But what, now, what tell me, they Tell were, me about one thing. That, you know, yeah. I, I think it's hard for founders to make that observation and say, well, you know, we thought it was, we thought it was X, but, you know, we're just not, we, we made a good experiment and we're just not seeing X. What was that moment like? Was it hard to, to make that determination? Um, yeah, I think one of the reasons it's easy to see is that you can see how well people are, are 
how much traction you're picking up in terms of user acquisition and, and organic growth and engagement and mm -hmm. yeah and engagement and so it's not a it's not a um, a difficult thing to understand once you see it. Um, but I think for us, there was also encouraging signs and that people were really looking for these digital recruiting tools and were so sort of interested in the concept that they were mm -hmm. uh, that they were still signing up for the platform. They were just looking for some different type of yeah. functionality. I see. Mm -hmm. And then and then what happened? Well, and then we we sort of pivoted very dramatically, I think, to to realize um you know, to move from this news aggregation product, which we had initially gotten good feedback on in the concierge that was maybe a little bit biased, and then realized once we built the digital platform that it wasn't necessarily our, our key to its success. But what we did realize from user feedback and particularly doing user testing uh, with some more objective folks who were using the site, they were constantly sort of looking for ways to find and connect with actual employers or recruiter individuals. Um, so we realized that the sort of personal connection, the relationship building aspect of the digital platform was what people were really interested in. And so we set out sort of building this marketplace. So rather than having a, a news aggregation platform for candidates, we built this, we started building this two-sided marketplace. And, and that meant also going out to employers and recruiters and having discovery meetings with them to talk about their pain points and, uh, and then starting to identify potential uh, product features that would be valuable for them. So... Um, so that was sort of the next step, and and then continuing to test that and, and roll that out in the in, in sort of lightweight CMS to to test the concept, and and we saw much 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 better engagement. We signed up maybe sixty percent of our uh, of the student body at Darden, which is a, a great number, and we had thirty uh, thirty or more companies conducting pilot programs with us. So we did a lot of uh, onboarding and a lot of user testing, and got a lot of good feedback from that pivot and realize that we were sort of onto something. Um, and that's when we decided to, to sort of go full bore and, um, and scale up and, and see what we could do with it. And can you talk a little bit about ratcheting up the two-sided markets are uh, yeah, obviously one of the harder business models. Can you talk a little bit about ratcheting up the, the student audience relative to the employer audience and vice versa? Yeah, absolutely. That's, a, that's sort of the central uh, challenge in our business is, is building that two-sided marketplace. And Figuring out, like you said, the, the best balance between building, acquiring candidate users and acquiring employers or making sales. So um, we also sell our product to employers. So there are paying customers while users are more of a, users are, have free accounts, um, but obviously are necessary for the employer. So, you know, and thinking about that, we have specific requests from paying customers. To give you an example, um, uh, from our current site, um, we have these featured employer pages that are kind of a one-stop shop for employers to share recruiting information, and we get regular feedback from account management meetings and other uh, conversations that we have with recruiters about the functionality on those pages that would be that would be helpful. So, the type of people that they would like to display, the information that they want to share. Um, recently, we got feedback that people wanted to uh, the ability to add custom tabs, and so. In terms of building out a product and a user experience for both sides of the market, we have this immediate feedback from our paying customers um, in terms of specific requests, and we have to balance that with uh, what we know from our data analytics and other feedback from our candidate users, um, and in a startup with scarce resources, figuring out uh, which, which sort of specific development tasks to move forward with is always a challenge. Can you um, talk a little bit about, I mean, does the platform help you 
create data about the users that you can take to those employers to sort of help them pair the right problems or jobs with the right solutions that, that you've learned about? Yeah, so we do have a, a big data tracking and analytics aspect to the platform, but it is really more of a tool for for the employers or the recruiters to use to find the data that is relevant to them. So we want to build tools to let them explore that data rather than sort of supplying it to them and let them engage with the product. And, and figuring out how best to do that in an intuitive way is also uh, an interesting challenge from a user experience point of view. Um, but we do have a large amount of data that we gather that helps to inform, particularly moving forward, will help to inform uh, candidate employer matching. So, All right. you know, Let, we use... Let's talk a, a little bit about your experience at Darden and how it prepared you for this, this work at Relish. What, what things that you learned at Darden were helpful to you and, and how in, in going out and executing this project? Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, I think that business school in particular sometimes gets a bad rap in the entrepreneurial community um, for various reasons that are, some of which are deserved and some of which are not. But I, from my experience, it was a, a fantastic experience. Um, you know, I, I can speak specifically to Darden and the, and the entrepreneurial ecosystem here. We had the support from a, a university incubator that we worked in for a couple of years and received material support from and, and mentorship that was extremely helpful. And and then obviously being in classes, business-focused classes, um, while building a business adds a whole layer of sort of applicability to those lessons that you wouldn't get without starting a business at the same time. Um, and, and then obviously because we worked in an industry that was very MBA-specific or MBA-focused, having access to the network uh, of alumni and, and other connections was extremely valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like I said, unfortunately, we didn't take... Uh, Professor Cowan's uh, software design class until <laughs> the second year, um, long after we had make some, made some some mistakes. Um, but that was that was also obviously very valuable um, in terms well, of thanks. like, and, and not just obviously in interacting with you, but also interacting with plenty of other people who are very active and influential in the entrepreneurial tech scene. And thinking about mm-hmm. things like design thinking and effectuation are also really really valuable. Well, let's close with any, any other advice for an MBA or a product person who is going to go out and explore a brand new idea. Yeah, so I would say something that probably comes up on this podcast a lot is um, test, 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 um, and make sure that you set up your, uh, your test to sort of validate your hypotheses in a way that removes any chance for bias. Um, so getting people to genuinely engage with something that you're doing rather than doing it just because they're doing you a favor uh, is really key and can be really hard. Um, when you're starting out very initially, think very carefully about how you spend your money and where you uh, invest your time and energy. Um, we had a, an experience with the CMS building our MVP that wasn't great, so um, thinking very strategically about um, the type of software that you want to use. Um, and then just sort of going out and doing it. Um, at a certain point, you kind of have to go out there and let yourself fail and then sort of pivot and figure out what you're going to do. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of opportunity uh, out there, um, and there's a lot of ways to, to, take, to take sort of what's valuable about a business. In our case, it was sort of building this network and then build something on top of that that, that is really a, a good product and a good user experience. That is great. So, Zach, thank you so much for coming. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Alex. 
If you wanna learn more about grinding out the new product idea that, that you might have, check us out at bit.ly forward slash high agile. That is the Coursera specialization that, that um, myself um, and, and Darden offers on new product development. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Alex Cowan. The Interdisciplinarian is a production of Darden Media in cooperation with the Batten Institute at UVA's Darden School of Business.